Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 220. I'm Kip Clark, and joining me in the studio today, we have a returning guest, Richard Para. Hi, Kip. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back for one of my favorite formats on this podcast, a comparative conversation. In particular for today's conversation, the difference between resume and eulogy traits. And to give this conversation some much-needed context... Richard, the college you and I attended offered a course called Meanings of Death, in which students would study how various cultures approach the topic of death, and one particular assignment which captured the imaginations of you and I, though we weren't ever in the class, required students to write eulogies for themselves. And in recent years, as I've entered the working world and have thought a lot about how we describe ourselves on paper to people we've never met, and you and I have, of course, talked about various aspects of young adult life, the topic of a eulogy particularly intrigued me, especially in comparison to a resume. How are these descriptions, these stories, if you will, containing people or leaving out certain details? So in preparation for this episode, you very wisely suggested that we each write our own eulogy and also share with one another our most updated resume. And though I think this conversation will be rife with compare and contrast moments, is there an initial point of comparison that was most prominent to you as we prepared for this discussion? Well, for me, I found that writing my resume was a lot more difficult than writing my eulogy. Both are ways of describing ourselves, but one is more honest than the other. So writing the eulogy was easier for me because I was talking about myself and my feelings and my personality. My resume was different in that I wanted to portray myself to others so that I could be hired. It was an entirely different goal. I think I expected that, but what I did not expect was that virtually none of what is in my resume is mentioned in my eulogy. So the two portray an entirely different image of myself. And there you've hit upon the fundamental truth of why I believe this is a conversation worth having, that our resumes and eulogies, though they may attempt to capture or encapsulate a person, do so in very different routes. And to me, the topic is valuable because, within some degree of reason, we get to shape our own lives as people and determine, to an extent, who we're going to be, or at the very least, how we're going to try and portray ourselves to other people. And ever since I've considered this comparison, I've thought about the person I'd like to be, and have continued to feel that the Kip I am becoming, and I think the Kip I've long been, is far more geared towards eulogy traits, those that I think reflect relationships and introspection, etc., than resume traits, which to me are more about accomplishments and skills, things that can be firmly defined and established, markers of time, organizations one belonged to, relationships in a business or professional sense that reflect someone's worth. And while none of those things are inherently wrong or bad, to me they've always felt unnecessarily competitive and comparative. I would give you my resume if I want you to hire me, often in lieu of someone else. And I know that's the world we live in, and it's a very competitive one whose reality I won't deny. But I won't claim to always enjoy or feel comfortable living in that reality. And what I also think is interesting about these documents, or whatever noun you want to use to encapsulate a resume and a eulogy, is that they often stand for us in our absence. 
I might email my resume, but I'm not going to speak to the hiring manager, at least initially, to defend myself or explain the gaps or fill in the rest of the skeleton of who I am as a person, and in this case, a potential candidate. And similarly with a eulogy, for very obvious reasons, you're not there to explain the eulogy's take on who you were and how you lived your life. And so for me, I not only think that I would like to live towards more eulogy traits, and those are subjective, people might disagree with the ones I've chosen, but I know that I don't want to be recognized or remembered through my resume traits, which to me don't necessarily carry the weight of who I was, and more specifically, what I cared for, where I aimed my attention, who I loved, how I felt about myself. To me, resumes often feel broadly confident in a way that I am not always, and frankly I think people, especially those who are developing and evolving, are not always going to be. So in that regard, my resume has always felt, to a degree, dishonest. That's interesting to me, Kip, because one of the things that I noticed about your resume and your eulogy, and again, we shared these with each other, was that you have successfully incorporated your personal interests into your professional life. When I read your resume, so much of what was listed on there was a reflection of your character and the kinds of personality traits that you described in your eulogy. So for me, it was much easier to see a link between the two. In contrast, the personality traits I described in my eulogy, I did not see as reflected in my resume. That may be the places where I've worked or the kinds of jobs that I've held, but in my eulogy, I found that I really did not describe my work. My professional life was not as important to me. And perhaps that speaks to why my eulogy was decidedly negative. It was a pessimistic evaluation of my life, which is not surprising for me because I am pessimistic. But I think I could learn from your eulogy and resume and that you were able to combine the personality traits you have with the things that you do for your career. Well, that's very kind of you, and I'm glad you see unity between the two because that is something I'd like to strive towards. I've also been reflecting upon the difference that resumes are often seen by few people at a time, maybe even a single hiring manager. But the value of a eulogy, in contrast, feels self-evident because it's typically delivered to a group. Where a resume might be an attempt to prove yourself to someone, I don't feel like the eulogy has the same anxiety, dare I use that word. A eulogy almost seems certain. To your point, the eulogy you wrote contained certain pessimism, but I did know, because in this case I knew the author, that it was coming from a place of how you authentically perceive yourself. And that's a point I'd like to discuss with you further, the idea of authorship. We often write our own resumes, maybe with help from colleagues, friends, and family, but we will not write our own eulogies. And I'd love to hear what you think about that. I think you're onto something. In real life, if I were to die, my eulogy would not be delivered as a script that I had written prior to my death. It would be written and delivered by someone else, someone who knows me and loves me very much. And I think that the nature of the speech would be much more positive and loving. One thing that I noticed, and we didn't provide each other with precise instructions for the eulogy, was that I wrote my eulogy as though I died today. Kip, you wrote your eulogy as if you died in your 80s. And I found that to be quite interesting. That may speak to the kind of difference between positivity and negativity that defined our eulogies. Another thing that I noticed is that if someone were to read my resume, they might find me cocky or at least confident. But my eulogy tells a very different story. Again, this goes back to the nature of the documents. 
in the resume, I'm trying to win myself a job to prove that I'm competent, that I have the ability and confidence to achieve what the business wants me to do. In my eulogy, as you said, it's more certain. I don't need to prove myself in my eulogy. But in the resume, I need to show my worth. And I also believe resumes and eulogies have an interesting relationship with time itself. Although they both describe the past to an extent, one more thoroughly than the other, resumes to me feel more forward-facing. They are about what we could do because of who we were, and eulogies are more about what we did do and who we were. And I think that's another reason I'm further drawn towards living a life characterized by eulogy traits, whatever those may be, because that final declaration or speech on my life, whatever noun you want to apply to it, feels more like a story and a narrative. And that's often how I think about my life, because it is one long winding road, however many tangents or side streets I might take. Whereas a resume, and I certainly understand its function, will perpetually feel to me incomplete that I have to leave out certain things or can't explain others because a hiring manager doesn't want to know certain things about me or they aren't seen as relevant in the hiring process. And furthermore, I find it really intriguing that resumes might be the first thing someone ever sees or knows about you. It is a stand-in, if you will, for an introduction itself. And yet for some, a eulogy might be the last thing they ever hear about you. And I find that disparity to be revealing because, Richard, you pointed out, and I think the same is true for my resume as well as many others, that they might come across as cocky or confident. And as I'm perpetually thinking about relationships and specifically how I relate to or come across to others, I'd love to hear your insights on a potential cocky or overly confident introduction and how you think that affects the people who meet and ultimately hire you based on a resume. It's interesting that you say that, Kip, because in my experience, in virtually all the jobs in which I've been hired, the hiring manager was not moved by my resume, but knew about me through a personal connection or a reference of someone else who worked at the institution. And so in that way, my resume actually was not that valuable in securing the job. What was more valuable was the face-to-face -face meeting that I had with the hiring manager, with the HR representative, with future colleagues. And so I wonder sometimes how important the resume really is. In my job, I review a lot of resumes. I don't work in human resources, but I do review a lot of applications. Something I notice in a lot of the resumes I review is that applicants include their personal interests and hobbies. When I was putting together my resume, I never even considered that that had a place. And I found that in reviewing the applications, it actually helped me to get a better sense of the person rather than the prospective employee. Something that I noticed about your resume that I didn't know about you before was that you spoke fluent Spanish. I was surprised that we could be such close friends, and I didn't even know that about you. I connected far more with your eulogy because I know your personal character but I still learned something about you in your resume that I didn't know before. That remark makes me feel a bit more intrigued and optimistic about resumes than I really ever have, because I think the job market is often filled with stress and anxiety that make us doubt ourselves. And that's probably one reason I don't really love to think about my resume that often, because to me, it doesn't feel representative. 
but I'm thrilled that you learned something new about me. And on that, I'd like to encourage listeners, if they feel so inclined or comfortable, to share their resumes with close friends who may not have seen them before. I wonder if new stories, questions, or insights would emerge in experiences similar to ours. And I was also thinking, as you talked about resumes you've assessed and looked at, about what does or doesn't have a place in a resume, and I suppose a eulogy. We might describe relationships in a eulogy, but we might not talk about intimate or private relationships that the person wouldn't want described to a crowd or a group. Similarly, in a resume, I think I've tended towards your instinct in not including a ton of personal information because I haven't always seen the utility. But it's worth considering how different formats might actually be to one's benefit in different scenarios. What if a eulogy, however vividly detailed and maybe uncomfortable at times, did help to paint a fuller and more honest picture of a person's life? Though it might not always be positive and flowery, how might that change the sensation and process of remembering that life? Richard, you're teaching me that these documents can be a lot more expansive and descriptive than I would have initially perceived. Yeah, and Kip, on the topic of what to include in a resume, I noticed that candidates often put a mission statement at the top of theirs. I don't personally do that, but if I were to write a mission statement for my resume, I think that it would be in some ways at odds with how my eulogy describes my life. In my eulogy, I talked about the things that I longed for, my ambitions and passions, and so many of those are outside of the professional realm. I've shared my resume with several people in my life, Uh, relatives, friends that are interested in getting into the industry I belong to. Several of them see my resume as a kind of roadmap to their success. And what's interesting to me is that I found very little pleasure or fulfillment out of my career journey. So again, there's a pretty severe discrepancy between my resume and my eulogy. And this exercise has been very helpful for me because it's helped me to realize what is really important. I live in Washington, D.C., And D.C. is a very vibrant and exciting place filled with people who are trying to get ahead. Right now, I am working full-time. I'm a part-time graduate student, and I'm very active in my church community, too. I'm very busy, but that feels par for the course when I talk with my peers. I wonder if most people here in Washington really find their fulfillment through their job, and if they do, if they're sacrificing something else in their life to do it, something that's perhaps more meaningful. And so as morbid as it sounds, writing my eulogy was very helpful for me in determining what is most important in my life and to put it in perspective. And I would recommend that our listeners try this out too. I would find a friend with whom you're close and share your resume and eulogy with each other and try to glean some wisdom about how to rearrange your life in order to achieve what really matters. And Kip, having mentioned what I would like the audience to do, what would you recommend that they take from this conversation? Well, I too would encourage them to take up the same exercise, and I'd also love to know how they view resume traits versus eulogy traits, and if they would describe them in ways that you and I haven't. Maybe they have a more positive relationship with resumes or with eulogies, and we'd love to hear about that. I'm also really happy that one of your final points was about mission statements on resumes, because I'd be fascinated to see how the same principle might be applied to a eulogy. If someone writing retrospectively, or in our case, preemptively, could say, this is how the person wanted to live their life. 
And lastly, where I see stark differences between these two documents, do those of you listening see more gray area between the two, or perhaps even flip the values that Richard and I have applied to the documents in our own ways? And Richard, for as morbid and intensely self-reflective as this may have been, thank you for participating in the exercise and sharing your insights today. Well, Kip, there's no one with whom I'd rather contemplate my own mortality. And in my own way, I'm honored to hear it. But as always, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. Ours are only two voices, and we're not the only two people with resumes or future eulogies out there, so we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show as well as supporting us on Patreon, where in exchange for your support, you'll receive exclusive perks like bonus episodes. And as always, we thank you very much for listening, and from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark, signing off.